Kevin Watts, uh, there, there may be some potential audio interference on this episode, but we shall prevail. We shall move on. We had to do an episode on the superest of super weekends. We all know that Sundays, what do they call it legally now? You're a lawyer. It has to be referred to as what? The big game, right? No, it's always going to be the Super Bowl. What the, the legal part of all this is there needs to be a legally recognized holiday on the Monday after. And, you know, I wish we could get our government to do something useful. Yeah, I don't disagree. I tend to believe that the Monday following the Super Bowl has to be one of the least productive days in all of U.S. productivity work days. Um, I can remember when I did used to partake, because I don't think I've watched the Super Bowl in probably, it's got to be eight or nine years, uh, Super Bowl Monday was always just a complete waste. And, and in fact, I think going up in a Catholic grade school, uh, they would always make something up fake. You know, some saint's anniversary or some type of religious, I don't know, feast day or something where we usually got the Monday after Super Bowl off. A teacher in service or something like that, which having family members as teachers, we all know that teacher in-service dates are just days where they don't have to do anything. <laughs> I I thought you were going to say that after uh, after witnessing the wardrobe malfunction, you spent the next Monday hitting yourself. The famous wardrobe malfunction? The... The... One and only. The double J, the hammer. Um... Super Bowl is always an interesting time to, you know, study human behavior. It's always an interesting time to see how much food you can put in your body without going to the hospital. It's always an interesting time to see how many people you can get together from all different diverse backgrounds and not have an absolute eruption of ungodly violence driven by the sweet sport. Football with no T, right, Kevin? That is correct, sir. Now, yeah, usually around these parts, too, you get to actually have an important sporting event that you don't really care about and aren't invested in. We were ever so close to really caring about this Super Bowl, but we'll talk about that another time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, to me, even as a little tyke, uh, the Super Bowl is really just like, what am I eating? So, Depending on where we went, we didn't always go somewhere. I don't know how it was for the Watts family. Every once in a while, we got invited to like a Super Bowl party. Uh, I think it was more of like an on-off type year thing. And depending on what we had going for February, was always hockey and Irish dance heavy. So sometimes Super Bowl Sunday, we I don't know we had a game like during the Super Bowl, or we had a practice, or we had something. But when we did go places, being snacked up was always yes. super important to me. Yeah, and, and part of the charm of the getting snacked up and the party bit was as a, as a uh, you know, an elementary school and middle school age lad, that was like my first introduction to like hosting a party 
that wasn't, you know, like a birthday party with cake and G.I. Joe's. It was, I'm going to have my friends over. We're going to get hopped up on caffeine and sodium and awesomeness and yell at the TV together. Yeah, I think the closest I ever came to that, because I wasn't a football guy, I was a hockey guy. The uh, closest I ever came to that was our WWF slash WCW pay-per-view parties, where I've many times at the Racket Club told you about the old two-liter and large pizza challenge that we would have at these parties, where yep. as a little boy, it was whoever couldn't eat an entire large pizza and drink their two-liter by the end of it was forever shamed for the rest of the school year. It should have been for longer than that, but yeah. So... In honor of overindulging to the point where I can remember many a Super Bowl Monday needing a Super Bowl, as in a toilet bowl, to be unloaded on after what I did to myself on Super Bowl Sunday, we have come up with a show topic, a tournament, because the fans love tournaments, the Super Bowl Sunday Snack off. We're going to pick eight of the most delicious snacks that we had. Retro snacks. Watching the Super Bowl as young folks. Got to have them at the Super Bowl. And we're going to have a tournament of doom like we have had so many times here on the Endless Promo Podcast. Kevin Watts. Yeah, this one um, is kind of on short notice. Uh, juggling a lot of stuff this week. But... It was kind of fun to go back and, uh, you know, let my my stomach lead me down uh, memory lane, come up with some of my favorite overindulgences of yore. Yeah, it's, you know me, Kevin, inside the shell of the body that I walk around this earth on and in beats the heart of a 800-pound TLC celebrity. Because I love nasty food, and I especially love the sweets. So, one through eight, let's do them. You ready for the bracket, Kevin Watts? Yeah, I picked my four, and you know them, but I don't know yours. So, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to this. Well, it was difficult to get the randomizer on such short notice. As you know, the randomizer is currently being detained in Dagestan. Uh, We don't know exactly what charges are being bought against the... The randomizer, but we were able to sneak a cell phone into the prison that he's being held in, and the randomizer has shot out a one and an eight seed that I think is somewhat of a slam dunk, but it might give us a little bit of pushback depending on where you lean. And I did not say Irene, your wife, because she doesn't listen to the show. Number one, correct. Number one, Doritos versus the number eight seed, Frozen. Spicy chicken wing dingies. Man. Wow. So, so two of mine going toe-to-toe in the first round. Absolutely. The two and the seven seeds, respectively. The Klondike Frozen Choco Taco as the number two spot. And the number seven seed, Gino's, which eventually turned into Totino's. Pizza rolls. Kevin yeah. Watts. Yeah. Wow. So you got you got frozen and used to be frozen. Correct. Against each other uh, in opening round. That's 
That's interesting. And if you've ever had if you've ever had a Gino's slash Totina's pizza roll and your mouth survived it, you should be in the special forces. Yeah, Number I think that was that had to have been the uh <laughs> that had to have been the creative incentive for the uh Homer Simpson putting the wax on his tongue to survive the psychedelic chili pepper. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He goes on the trip for like three days. Yeah. Sees the coyote, right? Yeah. Johnny Cash, the coyote. Yep. But there's not much difference between that and putting a flaming hot little pizza nugget in your mouth. Been in the oven for like ten minutes too long because you forgot about it. And I tell you what, Totino's pizza rolls. I don't know how something can be simultaneously frozen and mouth scalding over hot at the same time. Fascinating. I love it. Number three and number six. Number three, going back to the old Ponderosa Steakhouse carry out buffalo wings. And number six, Ponderosa Steakhouse, which I'm sure you are very familiar with on Telegraph Road, Ponderosa Steakhouse, their famous carryout to go buffalo wings. I'll say it one more time. Number three slot. And number six, you can have pizza in the morning. You can have pizza in the evening. You can have pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, baby. You can eat pizza anytime. Number six, the Orida Pizza Bagel Bites. Oh, nice. That's all right. I was so close to picking Stouffer's, but that was more of a, you know, that was more of an any day thing, not so much a Super Bowl thing. Great pick. Stouffer's also another frozen pizza where you could cut it open or cut it in half after you've baked it. Let it sit for 45 minutes, and the minute you touched it with your mouth, you had to go to the doctor. Yeah, and depending on which part of the pizza you actually touched with your mouth, you could have to go to the doctor for third-degree burns or frostbite. You ever remember when one of those little triangle pizza pepperonis would get stuck in, like, the pocket of your gum? You couldn't get it out? Yeah. Yeah, the dentist was always like, uh, this isn't part of your braces. What is this? Is this like a five-week-old pepperoni lodged in there? Actually, yes. I, I, I had a Stouffer's pizza on Super Bowl Sunday. Son, it's June. Okay, well, can we can we take care of this? Can we rectify the situation? Kevin, do you want to know the murder bracket? Do you want to know four versus five? Yeah. Domino's Pizza. Versus Pizza Hut's 1993 Bigfoot Pizza. Oh, man. Wow. 21 pieces of square pizza known as the Bigfoot. Pizza Hut's 1993 Bigfoot Pizza. That's intense, man. Now, Kevin, you've had a very, to steal your words, intense week. Do you want to go 1-8? Two seven three six four five, or do you want to pick a bracket and move things along? Because I know we got to be done in like a half hour, forty minutes. So you help me, yeah, and I'll help you. I I got even less time than that. So let's rock and roll, man. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's do it in twenty five. This one's a slam dunk for me, Kevin, and I'm not even a huge 
Chips fan, per se. Not the show, because I am a huge Chips the show fan. But Amen. Doritos versus fried, frozen, thawed, cooked in my oven on a baking sheet that my mom forgot to line with spray, and now half of the wing is stuck to the tray and the other half is not even cooked. Spicy chicken wings. I love Doritos, dude. I, I, I am that level of dub tea that I think that part of my bloodline intersects with Cooler Ranch Doritos and Doritos at some point in my family's history. Yeah, I, I came so close to putting Mountain Dew on there along with Doritos, but I kind of feel like Mountain Dew is almost like the liquid version of Doritos, so I could only have one. Uh, but yeah, man, so Doritos, if we're, if we're doing Super Bowl, in my day, there, there weren't like 17 varieties of Doritos. You basically had original, you had Cool Ranch, and you had, I don't remember, you might not remember these. There's one called Salsa Rio. Remember that? I remember that very vaguely. And I, I'm also old enough to remember that there's been like four iterations of the bags of Doritos in our lives. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Salsa Rio was like, it was like the perfect Americanization that made no sense. It's like, really? This is like a salsa river? That okay, got it. Is it, they, is, it a gr- awesome. is it a great example of when <laughs> domestic companies try to convince us that, I don't know, in a crazy off-land like Mexico, they have these chips called salsaritas? Yeah, yeah, like, uh, you know, adding that extra little, like, ethnicity to it somehow is going to make them taste better. Like I had no, but for whatever reason, Salsa Rio Doritos were my jam. I, I love those things. I wasn't a huge Cool Ranch guy, but let's just generally categorize Doritos together. That That's like one of the pinnacle snacks for really any occasion, but definitely the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, the, the reason I put the frozen, uh, you know, mom heated wings on my list is because I have a distinct recollection of those. And every time my mom and then whoever, whichever one of my friends were hosting in their year, their mom, everybody's mom always bought these things. And everybody always ate like half of one. Nobody at that age could tolerate any kind of spice. And nobody at that age really knew how to eat chicken wings. So it ended up with like this glob of uneaten, you know, partially eaten wings. And, you know, like maybe an assorted bone or two. And then inevitably it would like ruin somebody's appetite because they ate too much of the spicy thing and their mouth would be all red. And they would, you know, belly be all upset. They didn't make it to the second quarter. So I got a little bit of nostalgia for that, but uh, as far as an actual snack, it doesn't stack up to Doritos. No, Doritos for the win all day long. I, I love how you made the comparison to the the nectar of my people. I'm not speaking, of course, to the Irish because that could be any form of alcohol. I'm speaking to the true nature of your co-host, my dub tea background, where Mountain Dew is basically the lifeblood of my people. It is. It's It's... Liquid green Doritos, essentially. Number two and number seven, the Klondike Choco Taco. 
versus Gino's pizza rolls. Now, Kevin, in my research, I was surprised to see that Gino's were the precursor to Totino's pizza rolls. Totino's pizza rolls, uh, a staple at the O'Callaghan house. In fact, so much so that my wife purchased a rotating pizza oven just to perfectly cook the Totino's. And I have to admit that upon Stephanie purchasing the pizza rotating oven that you plug into an outlet wall and watch your, your uh, electrical meter spin off the wall from how much electricity it uses, um, it, it, it does, spoken like a true dad, right? It, it does truly cook the Totino's slash Gino's pizza roll to perfection to where you just need to slightly pierce the Totino's pizza roll and let the steam puff out for 30 seconds, and you don't scald your mouth. Now, the ones that you and I grew up on, yeah, the, the ones you and I grew up on, you know, Mama Watts, Mama O'Callaghan, may or may not have fully sprayed a, a cookie sheet, throwing down some frozen pizza rolls, half of it's getting stuck to the sheet, half of it's undercooked, half of it's overcooked, but I don't know why. K. Watts, those things hit. The Gino's slash Totino's pizza rolls, they hit. They were fantastic, and I will say this. I'm pretty sure that the OG Gino's pizza rolls were the only reason I ever bothered to learn how to use a stove. Like, I really didn't care to learn how to cook until I knew that those things existed, and then I demanded that my mom or maybe even my grandma like show me how to work this thing that you know before that time was just this like you know big box that i wasn't supposed to touch yeah and uh absolutely cooking those things up and it wasn't like hey let's make a tray for the family it was like no this is my before dinner dinner you know yeah kevin i couldn't agree with you more you know those first few meals you learn how to make I can remember being a young little lad firing up my first Stouffer's individual sized lasagna, cooking it myself, taking it out of the oven myself, eating it myself. You may, you may have just confused me with primitive man sticking my first wild boar and cooking it over an open pit. <laughs> now the Klondike Choco Taco. You know me, Eileen, not Irene because she doesn't listen to the show. I always lean sugar because I, I do believe I'm part hummingbird and I do have an undiagnosed form of the diabetes. I always crave sugar. So this is going to be a tough one for me. I might give this round to the pizza rolls only because the Choco Taco, that usually meant the end of the night for me. So by the time I digested that over-processed Choco Taco full of chocolate and ice cream and some type of cookie shell, I don't really know what it was made out of, it was usually about five to ten minutes before I had to use the bathroom, and that meant my family was leaving a party. So I don't want to leave this party. Are we comfortable moving Gino's slash Totino's pizza rolls on to the next round? Yeah, just really quickly on really anything dessert related. I I come from the era when there was literally like 
one Super Bowl that was anything other than a total blowout. And so it wasn't likely that you were paying attention to anything whatsoever by the fourth quarter. And certainly dessert by that point was like, I mean, who even cares? Right. Yeah. I guess I was just always such a fat little obese child that the minute the food was put out, I was already asking for what was the dessert. So we'll move on though. It's okay. Three and six. Ponderosa. 1989, there were 700 Ponderosa locations in the United States. By 2003, there were about 400. As of December 23, there are 13 Ponderosas left in the United States. Kevin, please tell me you remember the Ponderosa on Telegraph Road. I'm pretty sure they named an entire wing after me at that place. Okay. Okay. I absolutely, I adore Ponderosa. The Ponderosa meat buffet, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would order an actual piece of steak, and then I would supplement that piece of steak with every other starch imaginable. You're talking bread, potatoes, mac and cheese, all just piled and piled and piled. My my father, the great American, like all great dads, he made some mistakes in his father, fathering of us children. One mistake he did not make was leaving us outside of the Ponderosa party because there were many a night when my mother was working at Echo Hardware and the great American loaded us up, took us over to the Ponderosa buffet and it was on like Donkey Kong, Kevin Watts. It was like the ultimate reward, especially if you were in sports between Sign of the Beef Carver and Ponderosa. I never lacked for protein. I mean, it was like, all right, you know, I had a JV football game or, you know, I had like a workout and got like a personal best my junior year, whatever, let's celebrate. Let's get a crap ton of protein, gorge yourself on bread, and let's call it an awesome night. Now, Ponderosa used to do a special where they had these big bags of wings you could take out. That's what I'm specifically referring to for this Super Bowl snack off is the Ponderosa bag of wings. That's going up against the Orida pizza bagel bites. Now, the Pizza Bagel Bites were an institution of themselves. Great jingle, awesome, memorable commercial. I think everybody from that era, early 90s timeline, you had Pizza Bagel Bites at some point, and it was usually right after school when you had that in-between time, like, hey, I need to get home, do a little bit of homework before I go to practice. We always had microwaved Pizza Bagel Bites, but... I feel like in this tournament, that Ponderosa bag of wings, Kevin Watts, and now all I want is Ponderosa, I want to advance the number three Ponderosa bag of wings over the Orida Pizza Bagel Bites. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I did not know that Ponderosa had takeout. Like, 
the whole point of going to Ponderosa was the all-you-can-eat component. So it never really dawned on me that I could do that and then take some with me. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that in and of itself is like, it almost seems like it should be illegal. And that's just absolutely mind-blowing. But I'm cool with that. Pizza no. bites, pizza bagel bites are good. Um, but it kind of felt like it was sort of like, I don't know, something I could have almost made myself if I really put like an ounce of effort into anything. And you can't say that about wings. No, when wings are done right, like when done at Hooters, they just hit all kinds of different, especially if you have testosterone in your body. So the murder bracket. I'm assuming the Domino's pizza has some type of connection with you because of your love of double A. But before we even speak (laughs) about it, Domino's Pizza, love the background, love the story, but all I can ever think of is that Domino's Noid. Do you remember that caricature they had like in the late 80s, early 90s? You know, for the last, uh, you know, 30 years, I've managed to avoid the Noid, and now you've reminded me of him, so thanks a lot. Oh my gosh, that's all I can remember about Domino's Pizza, and to kind of give you an insight into my exposure to Domino's Pizza... This won't shock you because I know that you've come to this conclusion with Thomas, who's a young hockey player, very successful young hockey player. There are things that you do as a dad and a son when you're driving around, going to hockey tournaments, that you find yourself in these situations that are just kind of hard to explain, but very consistent. And where I'm going with this is I have no idea why. We live in Southeast Michigan. There are millions of Domino's pizzas around us. We never, ever, ever got Domino's. But every time we had to play in Canada, I somehow ended up with Domino's pizza and the Great American. Wow. That is interesting. Yeah. I I just, Uh, I wonder if they were like the dominant pizza in like Ontario, like Owen Sound or London, Ontario. But we always got Domino's when we had hockey tournaments in, in Ontario, Canada. That, I, I can't explain it, but it. I, my, the reason why I put Domino's on the list is, and this is true somewhat with our local heroes, uh, Carl's, we've talked about them on our show before, but Domino's is the one that I first associated with picking up a phone, speaking to a stranger, and then a different stranger showed up with food on the doorstep. That was like so magical and special to me as a kid. Like when the door, you hear that like clunk, 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 you're like, it's the pizza dude. And you run to the door and there's this guy in this goofy outfit, you know, this blue and red outfit. And then that, that awesome red bag opens up. You see the steam coming out. Man, that, that brought me back. That's like, you know, sleepovers and Super Bowls right there. And then you have someone go, someone owes me 122.50. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he just stands in the foyer looking confused <laughs> hi it's, it's, it's from little nero's um the, the domino's pizza i love it i i think i've only had canadian domino's pizza now that i think about it but going up against kevin there are rare moments on this show where i recall something that brings me just absolute unexplainable joy do you remember this 1993 Bigfoot pizza from Pizza Hut? 
I remember the commercials, but I don't remember eating the pizza. Like Pizza Hut was one of those. I went there, like if I got my, uh, you know, my book it personal pizza. Absolutely. 10 books, baby. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I don't think I ever went there. Oh my gosh, Kevin. They were, they were at war with Little Caesars because Little Caesars was doing like pizza by the foot or something like that, or like long foot pizza or something. And they were going back to back, typical early 90s, the age of the Canyon Arrow and the uh, Ford Expedition. Yeah. They were going back and forth with like who could create the bigger, more affordable pizza. This thing was 21 pieces, a square pizza from, uh, from Pizza Hut. It was 10 bucks. Three toppings, 21 slices of pizza. <laughs> and they, they took out a blimp advertisement uh, and ran it over the streets of Manhattan all 4th of July weekend when they brought this pizza out. It, it like shot out into the stratosphere and crashed and burned. But it was basically a doorbuster to get you into Pizza Hut and then buy all the other stuff, you know, the cinnamon bread and maybe sit with your family and actually dine in and eat the Pizza Hut buffet, which was always amazing. But for, for 10 bucks, you could get this 21 slice. I'm not kidding you. I'll, I'll put it on the reel. This thing is like seven feet long. So it's it was basically the USS flag of pizzas. 100%, Kevin. Great, great description. I, you know what? I think I'll go local with this because I want to support Domino's. And I'll tell you what, I've... My relationship with Pizza Hut has never recovered since they started closing their all-you-can-eat buffet in dining restaurant experiences. Yeah, that later on in life when I could, uh, you know, I was more mobile, um, the Pizza Hut buffet did become a thing. And if they've since pulled back on that, then uh, they lost my vote too. Kevin, we had one on Ford Road in, in Canton which is just slightly south of Canton. Uh, we had one on, we had one in Canton and we would take John and Kira there like every Friday for like two years in a row. Cause it was like $11 for the all you can eat buffet. And they would just eat like breadsticks and I'd get a salad and Steph Stephanie would have a couple pieces of pizza and it was the most affordable experience to dine out. Kids absolutely loved all the crazy knickknacks on the wall, but Pizza Hut decided to go a different direction, so I'm going a different direction in this bracket. To recap. Well. To recap, we're going to go Doritos versus Pizza Rolls as the number one and the number seven seeds fight in the semifinals on the Western bracket. The number three seed, Ponderosa Bago Wings carryout versus the number four seed, Domino's Pizza. Kevin, I think I can do three, four quickly and get us out of here. Okay. I don't know if we're going to have a show anymore if you don't give me the Ponderosa Bago Wings. What's it going up against? It's going up against Domino's Pizza. Oh, well, all right. I mean, I'm not particularly wedded to Domino's. Um, Yeah, you can have Ponderosa stuff. That's cool. And the fact that you didn't know that you could buy a big old bag of wings from Ponderosa back in the day... Or as we like to say, back in the D. The fact that you didn't know that, I feel like I just did you a service. Number one and number seven. 
This is super tough for me. A lot tougher than I thought it was going to be until I see it on paper here. Doritos going up against Gino slash Totino's pizza rolls. Kevin, where do you lean? Not Irene because she doesn't listen to the show. Dude, this is killer. All right, here's where I'm going with it. This is the only reason I'm choosing this is because of the occasion. I think nine times out of ten, Doritos are going to win because, you know, they're ubiquitous and practical and awesome. But if you're talking about an event, which a Super Bowl party most certainly is, you got to put a little effort into it. You can't just have a bag and show up with that and be like, I brought the bag of Cheetos in case we get the munchies. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, Kevin. A little elbow grease. Could could not agree more. I've been to too many a party. And I'm using double quotes here with my fingers. I've been to too many a party where someone passes it off as we're having a get together. And it's literally like three bowls of Spanish peanuts, uh, some type of tortilla chip with Tostitos shelf stable salsa, which is disgusting. And then some type of other chip. This is not a party. Put a little effort into it. At the very least, Roll out two bags of pizza rolls on top of a cookie sheet, and we could at least get down with that. Yeah. I mean, you might burn my mouth off, but at least it will be because you tried, you know? So that's cool. We've got seven versus three here uh, pizza rolls versus Ponderosa bag o' wings carryout. Kevin, now that you know the bag o' wings, bag o' wings exists i mean does that does that change your feelings on it at all it here's the thing oc and i'm getting a little nuanced here but you know how i do if you are getting a bag of wings from ponderosa that means one of two things either you're only getting a bag of wings from ponderosa or You've already gorged yourself, and you're walking out of there with an additional bag of wings. Now, if you're going to a Super Bowl party, I'm assuming that you have not already gorged yourself before walking out of Ponderosa stuff with a bag of wings. And if you haven't already gorged yourself at Ponderosa before getting your bag of wings, then you've defeated the purpose of there being a Ponderosa. So I gotta go with Gino's slash Totino's pizza rolls. I uh, I'm beginning to understand why the new law firm that you're working at started this week hired you away from your other law firm because you just convinced me, sir. On the stand, you convinced me. <laughs> I will I will not testify falsely against the Gino's slash Totino's pizza rolls. If my wife Stephanie, who does not listen, ever listens to an episode. This is the one because that girl, she knows how to cook her some Totino's pizza rolls on the rotating pizza oven bought off of QVC online that turns our electric meter into an absolute carnival ride every time she plugs it into the wall. Kevin, pizza rolls for the win. Well, if you're going to make your electric bill shoot into the stratosphere, better for cooking yourself some Super Bowl pizza rolls than like, you know, heat or, you know, like the refrigerator or something like that. Kevin, we'll have a better show next week. I'm glad we even got one in this week. Folks, as fans, uh, to, 
to break the fourth wall, you have no idea what it took to get an episode done this week with all that has been going on with us personally. But uh, we got it done for you because we love you. Kevin, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. It's Friday night. I think it's vinyl night for you, if I'm correct, on Friday nights. I'm going to grab a beer and vinyl and see my fam, and uh, I'm going to enjoy. Hey, Kevin, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I won't be doing on Sunday, watching the Super Bowl. I love you. I'll talk to you. I don't watch sports. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Love you.